Hello, this is Caleb Keith, the director of the 1517 Podcast Network, with an important announcement from the network to you. During the month of June, your favorite podcasts from 1517 are going to be participating in a podcast fundraiser. During this time, we are seeking to raise $50,000 for the 1517 Podcasts. The 1517 Podcast Network has created free gospel-centered content for over five years. We have new episodes of our 19 podcasts coming out every day of the week, and we never fill them with ads or place them behind a paywall. That's why this June, we're asking listeners across our shows to support 1517 and the teachers and creators behind your favorite theological resources. Your support directly impacts our ability to build and maintain podcast content that was listened to over 6 million times last year alone. Thank you to the listeners who enjoy and share our podcast, and a special thanks to those who financially support our shows. We hope that you consider supporting this podcast and the rest of the network during our June fundraiser. And again, that goal is $50,000. One of the easiest ways you can help is by signing up for a monthly reoccurring donation. All you have to do is follow the support this show link at the top of the show notes or go to 1517.org slash donate dash podcasts to support your favorite shows. Again, we appreciate your support. Enjoy this episode of your favorite 1517 podcast. Welcome to Let the Bird Fly, a podcast about living freely and a world given back to us. This is Wade here in the podcast studio, uh, joined by my long missing, yeah, but not forgotten, thank you, dear friend and colleague, the Reverend Professor Jason Oakland, who was in St. Louis for several weeks, yep, working on his PhD studies, and before that was vacationing. I yes. believe, in Minnesota. Yes, the uh, land of lakes. Yep, had uh, spent some time I would at know a lake. My state has way better lakes. I don't know. As just, lakes are garbage. <laughs> just haven't been to the right ones, I think. But. Yeah, a bunch of little ones. <laughs> now we've got some. We've got some bigger we've got, ones. We've got great lakes, north. Jason. Oh, we got we've got we've the got greatest multiple. The, we got the greatest multiple. of the great lakes. Oh. But uh, you have one named after you. No. All right. That's true. I'll give the, you that uh, one. I apologize here at the outset. Um, I have a cold. I'm recovering. I, I don't have a fever now. The fever broke, um, so I'm pretty sure I'm not contagious. But I'm also an old, fat, asthmatic man. Mm. And I rode my bike in today um, because, A, that's what decent people do. <laughs> uh, but, B, I have two vehicles at the shop. Ouch. Have I mentioned that I hate cars? Yes. In the in the past week, I've had three vehicles in the shop. Thousands of dollars. Recently, on, on Gabe myself, my e-bike, I had to get the brakes done. You know how much that was? How much? $50. 
Ooh. including the brake pads. Yeah. Wow. It uh and they fixed it. It it was still working. I just it was like a maintenance thing. I should do it. Yep. And it's just going. It's going. But unfortunately, uh Canada mm. and I love Canada. Yeah. Um, I grew up watching CBC, Hockey Night in Canada, Kids in the Hall, Degrassi High, all that good stuff. Um, Canada gave me beer when America won it. That's right. When I was 19 years old. Yep, yep. And uh, I have a great affection for Canada. I like Tim Hortons. Ah, yeah. It was even better than it is now, but it's still all right. Yep. Uh, But seriously, man, they have to, uh, to keep their spoke on the roadside. They're not being if they're going to let their country burn, yeah, <laughs> at least keep it on your side of the border. They're not being a good neighbor. Milwaukee right now, is in a sure. haze right now. Oh yeah, yeah. And so uh, I was feeling a little better, but then that ride in, and when I ride my bike, I breathe there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to wear a mask on the way back. I'm not. I'm not thrilled about this. I wouldn't be. But uh, but I can tell it's messing with me. So I'm uh, losing my voice. Been doing a lot of teaching and then preaching. A lot of talking, mm. uh, sick, bad air, stressed out from AAA being one of the worst companies in the world. <laughs> Story for another day. Yeah. But they are now officially on my list, Jason. But you know what happens to companies on my list. We're not going to yeah. talk about it necessarily, but. That's not a good not You know a what happened to ATT. To oh, yeah. Yep. And, and yeah, and um, what was it? Swiss Air was. Was it was oh, was yeah. real real close to being being on your list? I mm-hmm. think for a bit too. So yep. yeah, it's bad. It's it's a bad place to be. Yep, and uh, and AAA is there. I am going to be getting a roadside service through through someone else. Mm. And uh, they don't they don't they don't realize what they've done. Clearly, oh, they don't care. I can <laughs> assure you of that. Yeah, you may you you may they very do well be right. Not care. That's their gift. <laughs> Um, so my voice is not great, but I'm sure Jason will, will be able to carry us today. We are recording a winging it session, uh, in our series on travel. We'd done Lutherans in Rome and then we talked Germany, big picture. And now we're talking specifically our Germany trip. Mm-hmm. You guys might be thinking, oh, how are the, how's that going? Um, how are registrations? Well, we're halfway full now at this point. Yes, we are. A um, little more than halfway even? or I think we are we might be exactly at the halfway point. And, I uh, think. Which means we're above and beyond what it takes to be a go. Yep. Um, so the trip will be happening, um, yep. barring anything like pandemic or Canadians invade. Right, yeah. Um, the trip is a go. For sure. And... Uh, and so we are excited about that, um, which means there's less spots available than there were, but there are still spots. We've had a number of people reach out. We're thinking about going. Uh, let us know if you've got questions. Um, we're we're still almost a year out, so we feel like we're really in a good spot. Yep. Um, but it would be uh, a joy for us to be able to talk to you, tell you about the trip. Reach out if you have questions. It would be great to get you registered uh, so we can plan Accordingly, uh, we kind of have a hard cap that we want to stick to. Um, when school starts back up, we're planning to get some students um, registering, uh, hopefully, as well. And so I would encourage you to um, to let us know if you're thinking about registering for the trip. 
Um, we've got some fun people going. I think it'll be a good trip. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, you can go to LetTheBirdFly.com. Go to the menu, Germany Trip 2024. All the information is there on the trip. Registration forms and everything is there for the trip. Um, but you can also email us at podcast at LetTheBirdFly.com. Um, there's a link for that on the website. Or at firstname.lastname, Jason Oakland, Wade Johnston at wlc.edu. And we'll do our best to get back to you promptly. And uh, if you still got a couple of weeks to get in on the uh, early bird discount of $75 off. Yeah, that's if you register by the 13th. The July 13th, yeah. So a couple couple weeks to get that. Um, once again, if you take a look at that, you see the price. That includes your airfare. That includes all the hotel stays and missions to everywhere. The bus that's going to get us around tour guides at the places we go, all your breakfasts and all but one or two dinners where we want you to kind of be able to wander. Um, and so you're, you're basically talking your street food and souvenirs is all you're going to have in addition to the cost that we have um, included in the trip. Um, and I think we've priced that pretty well compared to a lot of trips. I think so, yeah. Um, <clears throat> to try to make it work, hotels, um, we were very happy with uh, what was given us. Um, and... Uh, we got what we wanted, which was they're in good locations, kind of in the city centers in many cases, and they seem like quality hotels. So we are looking forward to that. Our last session, we did day four and day five, which was Nuremberg, the Coburg, and Erfurt. And today we're going to talk day six and seven, which is Eisenach, Jena, Buchenwald, and Dresden. Um, we'll see if we get to to Dresden. Um but uh, before I forget, we should say this on Winging It Sessions too. We are a part of the 1517 Podcasting Network. You can go to 1517.org, find all the good stuff that they do over there. Um, there's currently a fundraiser going on for the Podcast Network. Uh, you can find information at 1517.org for that as well. There should be information in our show notes too um, where you can take a look at uh, for that and for other good stuff that 1517 is doing. Um, if you've been enjoying the Winging It sessions or the episodes, please do rate, subscribe, review. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts are especially helpful. Um, five stars is great. We've had some four stars that were funny, so I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that. Um, but go. five stars is also great. Um, but that helps us game the algorithm so that we pop up a little bit more easily when people are searching for stuff about which the podcast might be helpful. If you haven't, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Um, I am regularly posting at both places. Now, uh, without further ado, you know what that word means, Jason? I don't know, but I say it. Is that French? I would say it is French. Is it yeah. A-D-I-E-U or is it A-D-O? I think, no, I think, uh, oh, that's a good question. Good I think, think we're not going to France. Yeah, good thing. I think it might be the uh, A-D-O one now that you say that. I I guess I have not seen that. If you know, I don't, I don't care enough to Google it right now. But I would appreciate if any of our listeners know the backstory on that, feel free to shoot us a, mm-hmm. an email or a comment on this on Facebook um, and let us know. But Jason, why don't you set the stage for us now? 
Um, just briefly, why don't you give us where we've been on the trip and then bring us up to Eisenach. All right, all right. so we're, we're all right, getting so in our time machine. Yep, getting our time we're now machine. now going forward, we're in May of 2024. Uh, Canada no longer exists. It's <laughs> just, it's burned to the ground. It's burned to the ground, yes. Um, we have welcomed our Canadian neighbors yep. um, into the Midwest, which has now had significant population growth right and has seen um a huge um increase in the number of syrup related businesses <laughs> yes um there has been a great controversy about what is ham and what is bacon mm. but otherwise things are going pretty smoothly um NHL the ratings have, have gone up in America oh yes as yeah. a result um, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, there's still some wars some places in the world. Um, I think that's fair. There's, uh, there's, there's like mountains and stuff places. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the, uh, Detroit Tigers have not won the World Series. <laughs> yes. In the time between now and then. Yeah. Okay. So it, we have arrived in Germany May 13th. And we've now made our way to Eisenach. How is that trip? How has that trip gone, Jason? So the trip has uh, seen us land in Frankfurt, hop the bus to hit the Rhineland country, uh, little little time in Rudisheim to pick up the crews along the Rhine. We make our way through. The Rhine Gorge, we get to see the Lorelei Rock and some other interesting things. Uh, we um, make our way to Mainz, where we spent some time. Well, we drink some pints. Pints in Mainz. And uh, the uh, focus there was the printing museum of Johann Gutenberg and the uh, cathedral, um, which would have been important uh, an important seat uh, in the Roly, uh, Roly, the Holy Roman Empire, uh, and um, Luther had butted heads a little bit um, with um, the uh, Archbishop of Mainz along the way, so there are a couple of things going on there. Uh, we spend uh, the next day going to Worms, where Luther made his stand before the emperor, uh, and also uh, to Heidelberg, where um get to see... Uh, the ruins of the the castle there and kind of the um, neat uh, university town that Heidelberg is, um, including the Berg of Heidelberg, um, the mountain of Heidelberg. And uh, Luther certainly would have been important for Luther when it came to the the Heidelberg Disputation, which was a big part uh, of his early uh, theological works. Um, And then... Uh, we make our way to Nuremberg, a uh, very important Reformation city. We get to spend the day there. Albrecht Dürer, uh, is, that was his home. Uh, early Reformation influences there uh, remains significant Reformation city. And honestly, just a cool town. Um, and from there, after spending the day there, we go to Coburg. So we have... Made our way, I should say, moving from Worms and Heidelberg, which is still kind of in the western part of the of the country, 
when we go to Nuremberg and Coburg and the like, now we've come over to the eastern part of the country. Uh, and Coburg is a big castle that was the farthest south that Luther uh, would travel after his um, being declared an outlaw uh, because that was the farthest southernmost point in Saxony. Uh, so he has to stay there while the rest of them go to Augsburg for the Diet of Augsburg. Um, so again, it's just a neat castle uh, as far as that goes, but then you have those Reformation connections. Um, and then that brought us finally to Erfurt, which is where Luther did much of his studies. He became a monk in Erfurt. Uh, there's a number of other neat um, places to see there, the the cathedral where he would have been ordained and um, the monastery, as I said, um, there and, and just, you know, it's really a neat city in a lot of ways. So that's kind of the highlights of where we've come so far. And we're now about the halfway point of our trip uh, as far as our itinerary goes. So we're, we've really hit our stride. We've got a couple of really cool, cool places to see yet. Um, but that's kind of where we're at, at least as far as the itinerary. When we come to day six, we are making our way to Eisenach. And this is the brochure as far as uh, what we see according to the brochure for Eisenach. It says, this morning, we make our way to Eisenach. We will visit the UNESCO World Heritage Site Wartburg Castle. Here, Luther found refuge during his exile and translated the New Testament from Greek into German. Uh, here, we will take a look at the room. Uh, in which he lived and worked, and then we stroll the city of Eisenach and admire all its beautiful sights, such as the Luther House and St. George's Church, where Luther preached while on the run, uh, and then later uh, again as well. And finally, uh, the, uh, the last highlight there uh, in Eisenach uh, is, this is also where um, Johann Sebastian Bach lived early in his life. Uh, he was baptized in St. George's Church. And at the Bach House, we will attend a small concert uh, on period instruments uh, that would have been around when Bach uh, would have lived. So, And uh, uh, if you watch Jason during that concert of period instruments, you'll probably see him in full Jason mode because that's yeah. the kind of thing where where Jason is just... Authentic Jason. Trying, yeah, taking and it, it in, enjoying it. And so if you're standing by me during that, you'll probably hear commentary <laughs> on Jason. And that is included in <laughs> what you'll be paying for the trip. That does yes. not come at an yes. extra price. That's right. Uh, so that's kind of uh, what we're looking forward you to. You forgot something about Eisenach. Oh, your favorite. It's the Motor little, City. The Motor City. Oh, yeah. Of East Germany. There you go. And I believe uh, they did and maybe still do made make uh, opals there. Yes, that's right. Wait, which but the, uh, we will not be touring uh, anything the going on was with a the famous opal, car. But was it really? Yeah. yeah. And in uh, ah, well. 1975 to 1990, they produced 868,000 wow. Fortbergs. The 353 how, dub. How cool would that be to say, yeah, uh, drive, driving my Wartburg around? 
The uh, let me see if they. Opel Eisenach is a German manufacturing company based at Eisenach, subsidiary of Opel. Produces the Opel Grandland, so it must still be going. An Opel, if I, I'm not mistaken, was or maybe still is basically GM. I in Europe. Yeah, I that rings a bell to me. But then again, it might ring a bell because you told it to me. So I, uh, when we went, Trisha and I went with uh, the Reverend Tyler Peel and his wife, uh. the Reverend Luke Boringer, mm. and Timothy Kolb, mm-hmm. who was pastor in Saginaw at that time. And uh, we drove two opals just into the ground. We had the real <laughs> little ones, not the Vectra, but the um, <laughs> is there an Astra? I I do not know my opals very well. I must admit, we took that so. thing through mountains, everything. We just, <laughs> yeah, we drove those bad boys. Yeah, so, born, born in Eisenach. Yeah, reminded me of my yeah. Geo Metro. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, I may was, have been born. I don't know if they made those in Eisenach, right. but but the opals, but an auto city. So maybe yeah. maybe I'll sneak away. Yeah, take a few people with me. Yeah, to get a little check out the. Car museum, the the Detroit of the of East Corsa. Germany. That might have been what it was. Uh, Opel Corsa three door. I thought you were going to mention that uh, Eisenach is also the um, location of your your favorite. Oh, I was going to get there, but now uh, you're still yeah. my thunder. All right, I'll, I'll hold off. I'll my hold favorite off. restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's still open, but the Brunner's Keller. Oh, no, it's still open. Um, At least the last time I was there, it was still it was still almost open. every time I've gone, I've man- managed to eat there. Yeah, and uh, it's always a good meal. Good beer. And it's right by the Garrigan Kirka. Yeah. And the coolest, like, interior that I've... Yes. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's the old... See, uh, I've introduced Jason to many things over the years, yeah. and some things he's enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Some things he's not. Some things he wasn't meant to enjoy. I was introduced them <laughs> to him for the opposite of yep. of enjoyment. Um. And then, and yet, even some of those, you've been shocked to find out that right, I've enjoyed. It turned out, which was upset me very much. <laughs> yeah. um, but you did like the restaurant. Yeah, that was, and I would say, right on all counts. I mean, beer was solid. The food was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And the place is the old aging cellar for uh, beer, I would imagine. Well, it might have been beer and wine. I don't remember. Been, yeah. But, but it's these rounded brick um, arches and ceilings all the way through, and it just kind of goes down, 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 and it's really kind of a, a neat place. Yep. So I would hope as well. The last time I was there, we were there in the spring, and uh, we didn't have much time, but we were able to sit on their little patio out front and at least have a beer. Yeah. But I said, I was my mom and dad were there with, with that group. I said, you got to at least peek in and, and see what this place looks like because yeah. it is really cool. All right, and so uh, you mentioned the Vortberg. Yep. Um, and just once again, Vortberg, important for Luther history, but also for German history uh, in general. Um, when we do the tour, there will be, uh, I think, not just for history nerds, but for people in general, the, the array of history. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you mentioned Elizabeth, didn't you, this time or last time? I think maybe it was last time. I, did, I haven't yet this time. Uh, but. Kind of the famous St. Elizabeth of Thuringia. Um, but for unification of Germany, moves towards that. 
um, a lot of history at the Vortberg, very much worth seeing. And and if you just if you like a good view, yeah, it's a good view. It is a good view. Um, but I I think uh, Eisenach's one of my favorite towns. I would agree. It's because it's it's, really it's got the place. mix of town and city. Um, it's got a lot of the older vibes, but it still definitely has like life going on mm-hmm. um, in it. Um, I really enjoy it, so I think we're seeing. Um, okay, yeah. we'll continue on here, Jason. We're gonna try not to go long. Yeah, with these. I'll say one one thing that they'll stress at the Warburg too, just that that for those in the Fox Cities, which is where I serve, um, parish wise, there's not a say something about lion's tail or manhole covers. <laughs> no, it's about Saint Elizabeth because okay. there's a Saint Elizabeth Hospital uh, in Appleton, which. Um, spent uh, quite a bit of time visiting there and visiting people there. So, um, so there's that connection which I think is really kind of kind of neat. So I could always make that connection easily enough for um, the people there when I was teaching um, some of the Reformation stuff when I was doing that. Um, but then the other thing, you know, said a lot going on at the Warburg. The Warburg's over a thousand years old, and the thing that they'll stress there is that it's a thousand years of positive German history, right? Where Germany has some chapters in their history that aren't so positive, right? In fact, you might say they're flat out negative, uh, but they say the Wartburg is a great example of positive German history where the things that happened here, not only were they historical and influential, but they're good things, good things. Yeah. So... So I think that's kind of a neat thing to to keep in mind, and they 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 I would not be surprised to hear that stressed on our tour, uh, if that's the case. All right, Wartburg, do you want to talk uh, <laughs> Bachhaus or church or what? Anything else with? Um, I mean, I think you kind of covered the Bachhaus. Uh, yeah. It's, I would say, one of the more well done interactive museums. Yes. It's not like an overpowering. Um, in your face, press a bunch of buttons thing, but lots of ways to hear, to see, to learn, um, and laid out very well. So mm-hmm. I, um, I always enjoy that. My that was one of my kids' favorite things, mm. and it's not like they knew anything about Bach. Yep, they were very young when they went. I would say anyone who has an appreciation for any sort of appreciation for music will have some sort of appreciation for what they have there at right. the museum. And I believe it was there that Nick got to step on the pump thing for the organ. Yeah. And I have a picture of that. Yep. Maybe I'll use that if I find that as the thumbnail for this, but maybe I'll also be too lazy and not use it. Yeah, which is one of those things that you may have the opportunity um, to be the, the assisting in the concerts. Don't make promises. We can't for sure keep Jason. Well, I, said, I said may. May. You may. But. Yeah. Yeah. You know who else says may? Triple A. Yeah. <laughs> and they have found their way onto the list. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then I would just say the church, uh, um, the Kirka is um, just a cool little church, kind of gives you a feel for uh, um, what the aesthetic of a, a, a city church would have been um, at that time, a church with a lot of history. Uh, I would, Always enjoy taking it in. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I, I like Eisenach in general. Yeah. And it just kind of interesting, you know, the St. George's, 
St. George slay the dragon. So you get some of that imagery in the in the church and around the church, which is... Please don't say dragon on the podcast, Jason. <laughs> dragon? Please don't say that. All right, sorry. Uh, so, um, yeah. Flame should be wizard. A, should be a fun... Yeah, should be a fun... Fun stop in Eisenach. I think uh, that's always an enjoyable to visit. listeners. Yes. Got colorful for a bit there. Yep. Just a bit. All right. Yena is one that I pushed for yep. um, on this trip. Um, Yena to me is, a, for me, is a, a fun little place. It's not that there's a just a, a bunch of stuff, but there's some cool things. So Yena um, is the site of a university that was founded because after Luther's death, the Roman Catholic Emperor, Charles V, um, defeats the Protestants because some Protestants turn on other Protestants. And uh, the elector of Saxony loses his electoral title in some of his lands, which included Wittenberg. And the university has started to be like the new Wittenberg. A lot of Gnasio Lutherans early on, and I'm a fan of Gnasio Lutherans, right? These are the guys who are a little rough around the edges, but we're trying to be good dudes. Um. The university just has a rich history since that. Uh, it was one of the... I almost did my PhD um, through Jena instead of through Erasmus in the Netherlands, but the Germans mm. insist on pretty crazy semester schedules. <clears throat> they were rather uncompromising, which is very much unlike the stereotype. <laughs> but uh, um, Luther uh, has history there as well. Um, he stopped there disguised as uh, the Knight George at the Black Bear Inn. Um, <clears throat> but the university has a lot of fun history. Uh, it has some notable alumni. You might be familiar with some of these names. Karl Marx, George Wilhelm Friedrich Hegel, Gottfried Wilhelm Leibniz. These are big names. These are big names. Friedrich Schiller, you can skip down. Um, we get Fichte, Johann Gottlieb Fichte, who had, right, he was the one who had the bullwhip in class, if I yeah. am not mistaken, which is yeah. an interesting way to teach. And Spurs, too, right? I believe so. And so just a kind of a rich history. Um, it is the town that kind of becomes the town for um, the elector once he's been dispossessed of his title of lands. Um, and then his family lied. Uh, and so an interesting Lutheran history, but an interesting part of German history as well. And it's also conveniently um, not far from Buchenwald. Mm -hmm. um, so it makes sense to be going that way so we can get to Buchenwald as well. I'll let you hit on Jena, Jason, and then anything you want to intro us for Buchenwald. Yeah, I think uh, it's just the funny or the crazy thing with the list of those names that you get. Like so many of them were contemporaries even at the time, which, you know, these... Political thinkers, these um, lights in literature and philosophy are all interacting there. That's a pretty amazing thing, which is something something to think about. I think some of my brains just came out of my head. <laughs> I apologize if any listeners could hear that, but <laughs> yeah, it's no fun. Although being I feel sick. I feel no fun being I feel better. Oh, that's good. Um, I'm muting myself again. I don't know how perfectly it's muting me. <laughs> Jason, try to talk in a way that they will not be distracted by. By whatever it is. By my body just happening. doing what my body does. Yeah, and then the, I think the other thing to note with uh, Yena is that there's also a significant memorial there for, or a, yeah, memorial to uh, John Frederick, 
of the Elector of Saxony. So um, Prince of Saxony uh, that um, was the first one that was kind of born and raised Lutheran. And so the last one of Luther's lifetime. Yeah, and the last one that would have served or that Luther would have been a contemporary of. So the three that, that he was contemporary with were Frederick and then John and now John Frederick. Uh, and so he's the, the the last one, very sincere in his Lutheran beliefs. Kind of liked to party a little. But he liked to party a little bit and maybe was not. But bore the cross after his yeah. defeat. Yeah, but uh, remained, that, that's the thing that he's not necessarily known for being such a great or capable ruler, but he is known for his willingness to bear the cross and hold to his conviction of faith, uh, even when it cost him quite a bit. So. Yeah. Um, so that's, he, he's a spiritual example in that regard, but maybe not so in some of the other, <laughs> some of the other ways. But, so I guess that's maybe the, the thing that I would say about Jena. And Buchenwald? Buchenwald uh, is, so that's concentration camp, of course. And, and this is to give, one of our goals is to be giving not just Lutheran or Reformation history, but a sense for German history as well. Yep. And which is one where oftentimes, you know, um, that's one of the questions that I get most often probably when, oh, you're taking a trip to Germany, are you going to are you going to see a concentration camp? Because that's something I think that people really do have um, a more contemporary connection with. Um, and Buchenwald is... Uh, they do they do a really nice job of um, trying to set that in its proper context. I believe they will have everybody who comes in first has to um, watch a little bit of a, a video presentation of you know what happened here and what what why this place is what it is what it isn't and why it's significant and and then you get a chance to enter into the grounds and. And just there, there's not necessarily guided things that are going on, but it gives you a chance to um, just kind of ponder a bit um, what that what happened there. Uh, and I think the thing that's remarkable about Buchenwald, uh, which means the the beech forest, right? Forest of beech trees. That's what Buchenwald means. So it's this. Uh, you know, kind of in the middle of this forest, but it is fairly close to a couple of pretty significant mm-hmm. cities. Like Weimar is very close, which would have been a, a, a very significant city at the time. And um, and so uh, there's this idea of, you know, how much did the people know and, and all that other stuff. And and it it it's, uh, can be a challenging emotional thing um to uh just take in a site like that and say you know think through some of the things that were going on there and why and and also um there were uh i believe um dietrich bonhafer as a lutheran spent some time in buchenwald uh and there are a few others that you know it wasn't just um the, the it wasn't just you know people think concentration camp was just um, something that um, they sent the Jews to concentration camps. There were there were plenty of others that that were sent to these places as well, yeah. and especially um, early on, yes. um, political enemies. Yep. 
which basically could mean a whole host of things, but especially right. socialists or communists. Yep. Um, Buchenwald also was where um, the chronically un- unemployed would be, mm-hmm. or work shy, or whatever you want to call it. Um, yep. As the wars broke out, if you were a deserter. Yep. Um, so, yeah, there would be a variety. And, and Buchenwald was a concentration camp, but th- there were deaths that happened there. Yeah. But it was not a death camp like like Auschwitz. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was a, there. It was, I think, primarily considered a, a work, a work camp. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there were, yeah, there were deaths that took place there for sure. But uh, and in addition, um, what physical and mental handicaps as well. And you know, I mean, there are all sorts of things that are you know troubling, troubling to, to think about. But, but, I think. Germany has done, you know, we, we talked about the positive side of history. Um, Germany has acknowledged its negative sides. And I think the Germans, because of some of those significant negatives, have had to wrestle with, okay, what do we do with this stuff? How do, how do we, how do we um, remember this without, in some ways, kind of, turning some of these people into martyrs or heroes uh, in, a neg- in a bad way um, while at the same time saying we need to learn the lessons here. Um, and, uh, and I think that's something that uh, Americans can certainly benefit from because we don't necessarily have as great a concept of history, uh, which we've talked about a little bit in some of our previous discussions um but also then um if there's something in history that we don't like what should we do well hey there is a statue of somebody let's just tear it down is that the best way to do that you know given at which you know that's something that we had have seen in our not too distant past right but uh the germans say um in their approach say you're right this wasn't a, a good thing or that or some of the things that this person did was not good but maybe the thing to do is learn from them, and if this helps us learn. Although, to be fair, Jason, some of the statues that we tore down were not actually from the period being depicted, but no, well, and were put I'm just, up as like a way. Oh, I'm just saying yeah. as an example, right? Right. So, um, you got a little, uh, got a little right wing there. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to say that that's one way that people have reacted. This dude has a huge. There might Poster be of Robert E. Lee and <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. How did you know? Um, but there are other ways um, to go about learning those lessons. So I think that's one where I've appreciated so how. Like, yeah, he fought to preserve slavery, but he was also like a a gentleman. <laughs> yeah, Jason. Yes, that's 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 my case. Yep, that's usually how I roll. But I get what you're saying, though. I feel yeah. you, brother. And and it. Again, I think just the fact that, you know, like you raised the question, you know, the questions about those things mean, yeah, this is not an easy topic. It's not an easy question to wrestle with. Um, So I think seeing how they try to wrestle with some of those questions can be a helpful thing for us to just learn a thing. And it's a solemn place. It's a, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's just, it's a part of what humans do and have done throughout history. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's worth seeing for that reason. Um, we can sometimes, um, well, when we are touring places, we we just see the romanticized side of humanity. 
Uh, and it's good to be reminded that people of are capable of great good and wonderful things, but also are um, capable of great evil, and not even just specifically one group of people. Uh, what was so shocking about what the Germans did wasn't that they did something that hadn't been done before, um, but they did it in an age where we thought we were done doing it. Mm-hmm. We we were beyond that. Yeah, and, and lest we think we're beyond it now, there's always the danger of um, such things happening, and they have happened um, to various degrees mm-hmm. uh, since then as well. And so uh, I think helpful, and especially too just as students of the Bible, um, you know, the Old Testament again and again talks about these, um, the, in the ancient Near East, this, these brutal things that would happen. Yeah. And um, that is part of, of what humanity is, and it's part of the reason Christ came, and so helpful to, to keep in mind. All right, uh, Jason, we've gone, we're at 39. I think we saved Dresden. Okay, we can Does do that. Does that sound okay? Yep, I'm okay with that. And you'll probably have... A bit more to say about that because I'm really excited for Dresden because yeah. I've not been there before. And Dresden's so. one of my favorite cities, and I think it is my wife's favorite city. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to talk about it as well. Um, so we will leave off there with Buchenwald. Um, hopefully you've enjoyed following along. Again, if you have questions, let us know. If you'd like to register, go ahead and register. Uh, we would love to kind of get a good sense of numbers as we go, especially as the summer comes to an end eventually. And the semester starts up to kind of see what we're going to have for spots um, open for students and stuff like that. Um, if you want any information, reach out, podcast, letthebirdfly.com or firstname.lastname at wlc.edu. You can go to letthebirdfly.com, Germany Trip 2024. We thank you for listening, and we will pick up next time with Dresden. Another round, another round, another round, one more round, won't get me.